Welcome to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, lifestyle, pop culture, and more. Now here's Jesse to welcome you into this episode. What's up, you guys? It's Jesse. I am back with another solo episode. Christina's typically on the podcast with me because she's the producer, but life has been insane. The school opened two weeks ago. She's also the director at the school, so she's had a lot on her plate, and we haven't had a chance just to sit down together and do this. So I'm here alone, but it's going to be a really good episode because it's something I'm super passionate about and I've touched on here and there, but it's something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast because it's like a bigger platform because I can just talk without Instagram cutting me off or something like that. Um, And I also wanted to get feedback on like what you guys think about it. So we're going to jump into the episode. I thought we could do some pop culture roundup like we did last week, talk about things that have happened this week, and then do peaks and pits, of course, and then jump into the topic, which is the toxicity of social media. Okay, so let's start out with peaks and pits. Let's talk peaks and pits. I would say the peak of my week, honestly, there hasn't been much. Last week's episode, I think I had two. So to make up for it this week, I have none. Um, I mean, that's probably a lie. I could probably think of something good. But I mean, my peak is just that I'm getting closer to my due date. I'm about five weeks away now. So that's really exciting. My pit is that I ended up missing our last class of the year, our last class before baby. Um, And if you watch my YouTube channel, I just uploaded a video um, kind of recapping what happened. And I was doing a weekly vlog while this all happened. So you guys got to see it in real time. But basically I had really high blood pressure. I was feeling really dizzy and we were at the airport about to leave for Dallas. And I called my OB and they wanted me to get my blood pressure checked. So I did at the airport with the medics and it was really high. So they were like, "Mm, you're not flying, come into the hospital. And I had to get all these tests done and it was a nightmare. Um, And I just felt so awful because in the five, almost six years I've been teaching, I've never missed a class. That's like what I live for. And it was my last class of the year, last class before baby. So I literally will not have another class until March. So I don't even know what to do with myself. I know I'll have a lot going on with new baby and stuff, but like the last five years of my life has been travel, 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 teaching like every other weekend or at least once a month. And so I've never had this much time off. So I was really bummed about that. And then, you know, I've just been feeling crappy. Luckily, baby and I are doing okay and everything's good, but I'm just not feeling great. So that's my pit of the week. And I know I say this every time, but my pit is always pregnancy related because pregnancy is freaking hard, but I'm really grateful I'm almost done and she's almost here and it'll be worth it. Every time I go get like an ultrasound um, and I see her, I just forget about the bad stuff and I'm excited, but it's just the final stretch. So um, anyway, let's jump into the pop culture roundup. So last week I talked about the whole Balenciaga thing and how like no one had really spoken out about it. And literally like maybe 20 minutes after I recorded that, I got a TMZ notification that was like, Kim Kardashian speaks out. And on that episode, I was like, she hasn't said anything. So she did say something, but a lot of people are kind of speculating that it was a very you know, media groomed response, which I'm sure her PR team did make sense. And, um, you know, it was just very like, I talked to them and I'm going to reevaluate my relationship, but she really didn't give much info other than that. So it was kind of like the response I expected. 
but you know, it, it's so hard to say because you don't know, you know, coming from an outsider's perspective, it's hard for us to know like if she is in contracts with them where she literally can't say anything or, you know, her relationship behind the scenes with them. We just don't know. But I still feel like the the whole statement was a cop-out and it's something that she's hoping will just blow over and people will forget about. But then you have celebrities like Brittany Aldean, and I know she's pretty conservative online and you can love that, you can hate that. That's not what this is about to me. This is not about politics. I'm not trying to get into that. But I do love that she does speak her mind about things she you know, agrees with or that, you know, things she thinks and not many celebrities do that. And her and Jason Aldean are very vocal and not afraid of getting canceled, which I love just because it kind of goes into today's episode with like the toxicity of social media. We'll kind of touch on that. But um, I like that they're just true to themselves, regardless of it, whether you agree with them or not. I agree with some things they say. I don't agree with other things they say, but um, I just love that they're themselves. That's what I respect. And she's come out and done a lot of posts about the Bill Balenciaga thing and getting rid of her Balenciaga stuff and um, just talking about it, which as a mom, I think is awesome. And she's a mom of two kids as well. So I just respected that she's a celebrity and, you know, has some power and is speaking up about it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, And then I think like the owner or like someone top up in the company, like came out and did a statement about it and Um, I think that helped a little bit, but I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, another thing that happened this week is, uh, Kirstie Alley died, which is so sad. Um, she was 71, I believe, and had recently gotten diagnosed with cancer, which is terrible and passed away. And it's just always so sad when there's a death in, you know, the world, especially if it's someone well-known and it's crazy because I downloaded like the TMZ and E! News apps and I lit, like just so I can do like pop culture round, roundups for you guys. And I literally had to delete them or not delete them off my phone, but like delete the notifications, like turn them off because I was getting notifications every few minutes about like, you know, celebrity gossip and news, which is fine. But I swear there was like so many deaths recently and people that I hadn't even really heard of. But then there were some like, you know, Kirstie Alley. But I was it was like depressing. I was like, what is happening? Like, it's like one after another. So that was a little weird, but um, just really, really sad. And especially when it's cancer, that's just something that you can't control. You know, that's just life hitting you. And it's, it's terrible. I've had a lot of people in my life go through that and, um, it's just awful to watch. I also just recently finished Dead to Me, um, the final season and spoiler alert, if you watch that and you haven't seen this yet, I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but one of the main characters, Judy gets cancer and it was just so sad to like see her go through that on the season and, um, have that storyline play out. But it just shows that like you literally have no control over what happens to you and life just hits you and it's, it's hard. So I know that's a TV show, but people deal with it every day and it's a real thing. So just very, very sad news and so terrible. Um, the People's Choice Awards were this past week and I am going to be honest, I don't really like watch awards shows. I kind of feel like they're falling off a little, but it's always fun to follow, you know, like E! News and people and the accounts that cover it because you get to see the outfits and then you basically just see who won because they all posted it. Um, So that was kind of cool. I feel like that's 
how I catch up on award shows, but that was really fun to see. I usually just like to watch it for like the fashion and the outfits and stuff. Um, cause I feel like all awards shows are pretty much rigged. So <laughs> I don't feel like that matters quite as much, but I guess it's like a fun thing to watch. Um, another thing that happened was the whole like scandal with the Good Morning America anchors and them having an affair and then getting kicked off the air. So that's been a little crazy. I don't know much about it, but I've just kind of seen updates and, um, it's crazy that that can happen and be so public and then have repercussions. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Okay. I feel like that's really all I had to say about like social media and celebrities this week, but um, I think it's kind of fun to touch on it every episode just because I love stuff like that, like reality TV and celebrities and all that fun stuff. So um, okay, so we're going to get into today's episode, which is the toxicity of social media. I have been wanting to talk about this recently. Um, I feel like I've always kind of felt this way about social media, but it's helped my career so much that I don't want to talk bad about it. And that's really not what this is. I just want to kind of like see if people relate to what I'm saying and or if I'm alone in it. But especially the last six months, I feel like my relationship with social media has changed a little bit and I just want to talk about it. Um, so I just wanted to touch on points that I feel are relevant. So like what is toxic about social media, right? And the number one thing is obviously just comparison. I feel like since social media became a thing, comparing yourselves to others has always been the conversation and like the number one thing that people warn you not to do and that it's so easy to fall into because you are comparing your behind the scenes to other people's highlight reels and you know, you're not seeing the day-to-day struggles they're having. Usually some people are pretty open on social media, which is great, but, um, you know, you're just not seeing everything. You're only seeing a curated version of that person's story, right? So it is easy to compare whether it's your career or your personal life or your looks. It's so easy to follow someone and just think that their life is so perfect and that, you know, everything is working out great for them and you're behind and that your life isn't as good. And that's just such a dangerous mentality to have because before social media was a thing, it was, it was so like you would compare yourself to maybe friends or people you knew or like the pretty girl in high school or whatever, but it wasn't as easily accessible. And now it's in our faces every day. You can be laying in bed scrolling on TikTok or Instagram and it's just thrown in your face. And that you know, is not super healthy. So I feel like that's definitely like the number one thing I think of when I think of the toxicity of social media um, is just comparing yourselves. The second thing is something that I feel has happened more recently, which I think a lot of people will be able to relate to, which is cancel culture. Um, The last two years, especially like since COVID and politics and everything, I feel like the world has shifted so much and social media has been a big part of that because all of these conversations that are hot topics happen on social media and everyone has an opinion and the media can twist things so easily and then someone can post something and it may not have all the facts or may not be true, but you run with it because you, if you read it, it must be true, right? And so there's no fact checking when it comes to social media. And because of that, it is very easy for people to jump to conclusions and for, you know, others' mistakes to be blasted and for that to just be the narrative. So I feel like we've gotten to a place as a, we've gotten to like a whole as a society where 
we are so quick to judge other people and to just cancel them immediately for mistakes. And I think there's some, I hate the word cancel. I like, I don't even think that should be a thing. Like no human being should be canceled. That's terrible. Like if you really think about it that way, like they just don't deserve to have a happy life or be on social media. Like you're literally canceling a person. No, there's definitely things that happen that people need to like maybe apologize for or own up to or you know maybe like look in the mirror and change some of their actions like the whole Balenciaga thing um you know that like real things happen real mistakes are made but I don't feel like cancel culture is healthy because I feel like we're teaching people to just hide their mistakes right so if someone makes a mistake or does something that you don't agree with instead of giving that person grace and giving them a chance to a explain themselves and b learn from that mistake and be better we're immediately as a society just canceling like you're done you, you don't get a chance you know like you're, you're you are basically not a human being you don't have a right to make mistakes and you don't have any right to like be online anymore like it's just so crazy to me because I would say with like 100% certainty that every single human being on this planet has made a mistake at one point. And if you are out there trying to cancel someone or hold them accountable or whatever it may be, you need to first look in the mirror and see if you've ever made a mistake, whether it's as big or as, you know, or smaller than the person you're trying to cancel. You have made a mistake at one point. That is human nature. And a part of life is learning, right? Like we have to make mistakes and make bad decisions and hopefully not hurt other people in the process. But sometimes that happens and, you know, like you have to learn from it. And if you're just immediately going to get canceled, I don't think that teaches anyone anything. I teach, I think it teaches them just to hide their behavior. So that is like my biggest thing right now is I just hate the bandwagon of cancel someone or hold them accountable. It's just like, especially because with social media, you only see one side of the story and we don't even give people a chance to explain themselves before we're like burning them at the stake. So that's a big, big thing. And um, I think it's something that everyone who has an online presence worries about, like, oh, what am I going to be, you know, canceled for? What am I going to say that rubs someone the wrong way? And a big thing I've noticed with cancel culture is it's usually just like, I mean, if if someone makes a huge mistake, like let's say someone murders someone, obviously that's like, okay, you're done. But I would say typically in like cancel culture, it's a mistake that's usually like just bad judgment of character or a bad moment or something like that. Or it's something that maybe like some people just don't agree with, so they're going to cancel them, but it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. So we're going a lot off of like other people's opinions. And like, if you don't agree with something someone says, like cancel them. And it's like, that's also not right because we all have our own opinions, our own values, our own personalities. And it's always been that way. The thing is like, the human race has always been that way. There's always been conflict. There's always been people that have different opinions than you and people that you may not agree with or people that make mistakes. But social media has put such a spotlight on it that now it's just so elevated and it's just gotten to this crazy place. And so I just feel like just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean you should cancel them. That's like another thing. Cause I think that happens a lot. And especially on TikTok, I feel like TikTok is like the craziest place because I get videos that are like very curated to me where it's like 
day in the life as a mom or hairdressers, what I do at work, like stuff that I relate to. And so like, I love seeing that and it's like nice content, but then I get some content where it's just people like trying to cancel people or like bashing other people or starting drama or conspiracy theories and just like the weirdest things. And I'm like, TikTok has just given us even more of a platform to like speak our minds and anyone's allowed to say anything they want. And sometimes it's a little out of hand. And I also think that like comments on TikTok can be crazy. Um, an example is my mom's videos. Um, I don't know if you guys follow my mom or have seen any of her videos, but her and my sister recently, um, well, gosh, not recently, but like within this year started collaborating and, um, they started my mom a TikTok and they started doing hair transformations. And, um, my sister kind of produces the content and does all the editing and stuff behind the scenes. And my mom does the hair and the skits and everything. And the comments that she gets are wild. And I think it's good that she, like my mom doesn't really buy into like the social media, like, like bad comments don't really hurt her feelings. Like I really admire that. Cause she's like, if ever she gets like a video that blows up and she gets like mean comments, she's like, well, I got 2 million views. So I'm good. Like she doesn't care. And I think that's so great. And maybe it's cause she's older and doesn't buy into it. And she just has that like maturity. Um, or maybe she's just able to see past it. I don't know, but I wish I was a little more like that, but it's crazy. Like people will just bash on either her because they don't think that the, like people will take the videos super seriously. And a lot of the videos that they do are like kind of funny skits that like obviously are planned. Like the first video that blew up was my mom just cutting my sister's hair and they made it look like it was like unexpected. And my sister didn't know it was happening, but obviously she did. And it was just funny. Right. And so they do a lot of stuff like that. And they also tie in these amazing hair transformations that are like legit and amazing. But people are like, ah, this is why I don't trust hairdressers. You suck. Like, and it's just so funny to me that people can't say that sarcasm and they'll just leave comments like that. But also people will leave the meanest comments about some of the models. Like she'll do some hair and they're like, well, she looks so old or she looks like a bitch. And I'm just like, what in what world is it okay to do that? Because I know for a fact that if you were standing in front of these people that you're watching on the video screen, you would not say that to their faces. And if you would, then you're a awful person. And that's something you need to go to therapy over. But like, it's the, the power of the the keyboard, right? It gives everyone this like power to just feel like they have every right to say what they're thinking and whether it hurts someone's feelings or not. It's like, you forget there's a real person reading these comments and it's just crazy to me. So I don't know. It's like TikTok is wild. Reddit is freaking wild. I don't have Reddit, but I have heard about it. And I actually recently just found out that there's a Reddit about me. Um, and I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to look it up. But I found out when I went on the weekly trash podcast, Josie was talking about that. And then one of my assistants the other day mentioned it. She's like, oh yeah, I did a deep dive and read it all. And I brought it up to Jordan. He's like, oh yeah, I read that. And I was like, I didn't even know. Like, I don't, I didn't think people even like cared about me that much. And Reddit is just a place for trolls and people who literally don't know you, don't know your situation, and just have a right to talk about you like you're someone who isn't a real person with feelings. And that's sad to me. So I'm not going to look it up, but I've heard about it and I'm like, oh gosh. But that's just the crazy thing about social media to me is that there's just this toxic judgment. No matter what you do, you could like, it's, it kind of goes back to that saying that's like, you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. And there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches 
that is so true. And it's something I have found on my career in social media. Um, the last, gosh, how long have I been doing this now? I feel so old, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, almost eight years. Um, you know, that there's going to be people that love me and there's going to be people that hate me and that's fine, you know, but that's just how the internet is now. But I feel like the last couple of years, it's been elevated to a point where it's like, not just do I like not like you or like you. It's like, I'm going to tell you what I hate about you and I'm going to blast you. And it's just crazy. Um, and it's hard because I know a lot of influencers or celebrities will talk about like the hard parts of social media or just being in the public eye. And I've heard a lot of them say like, that's just how it is. Like you're, you're always going to deal with hate if you're in the public eye, no matter what, you could be perfect and you're still going to have haters, right? And you have to learn to ignore it. But unfortunately, the hate is so much louder than the love. And that's so sad because you could get a hundred amazing comments, but one could ruin your day and you focus on that one. I've done that for sure. Um, but that kind of brings me into the next one, which is, um, it's, I don't know how, like, I, I don't really have like a name for it, but I'm going to just start talking about it. So if you've ever seen The Dark Knight, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, um, Harvey Dent says, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I feel like that is so freaking true with social media and celebrities and the media because not everyone can be perfect their whole career, their whole life online. So you either have to like end it while it's good or you do get to a point where you're at your peak and then you're going to fall and people are all of a sudden going to find a reason to hate you. Um, I was listening to the Chicks in the Office podcast um, a couple weeks ago and they were talking about this and it's kind of what got me thinking about it. Um, and they were talking about how Harry Styles is like at the prime of his game right now. He's on the top of the world, like selling out show after show after show and having Madison Square Garden residencies and just insane. Like everyone's obsessed with him right now. And they were talking about how they've started seeing some TikToks of girls starting to like kind of bash on him. And they're like, uh oh, is it like the slow decline because he's been so, so high that now he has to have like his down moment. And that's just so sad to me that it's like, well, he didn't do anything to deserve that. And I don't think it's really happening because people still love him. But um, it, like, it's like you do, you get to a point where like you can't go any higher. You're put on such a pedestal that's like you have to fall at some point. And that is so terrifying, especially as a celebrity. Like I would never want to be a celebrity because I feel like it would just be so hard to have to live your life in a constant public battle of like people that love you or hate you and are judging you and just waiting for their shoe to drop essentially. So I was just like thinking about that. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's so true though, because you look at Taylor Swift, like you all know I'm a Swifty, so I'll defend her till the day I die. But she was like rising, rising, rising. And then all the drama happened and she got canceled and people hated her for a little bit. And then reputation came out and that was like her revenge album. And now she's back on top of the world. And she is actually like such a good example of like not letting that get you down permanently. I know she talks about it in her documentary and there's a lot of songs where she talks about this experience and she was in a really dark place, but she was able to kind of stay out of the public eye and it brought her back to like herself. And now she's like more famous and popular than ever. And she was able to overcome that and look at Kanye. Now he was the reason people hated her for a while. And now he's the, the one that's like going downhill. So it's just crazy how like life does that, you know, but Every like influencer or celebrity or something has had that rise to fame and then that fall. And that's just so crazy to me that like we can't just, 
take people at face value and be like, yeah, they're a celebrity and they're well-respected and they're loved and they're talented or, you know, an influencer, whatever it may be. But yeah, they're also a human being and they make mistakes. And that doesn't mean that we should just have them have a downfall, right? So that's the crazy thing to me is it's like you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's it's just insane. So that is something that I feel with social media. It's like putting the power into just people's hands who have bad intentions. You know, it's like if someone wants to see you go down, they can do it. And it kind of is really sucky for business owners. And I'm sure if you are a salon owner and sorry, if my voice starts changing, I had to lay down because my back started hurting. Um, if you're a salon owner or a business owner, just like your own business, um, you know that like a Google review can make or break you. And it's awful because when you get a great review, that's amazing. But a bad review can come with no context. Like you can have a client who you tried to work with and you felt you were really professional towards and they could just go write a bad review and lie or try to twist the story and only put their version out there. And unfortunately, that's just what happens, right? Or they can post on their social medias. And it's just sad that you know, social media has given people that power to like tear others down, whether it's justified or not. Because obviously like if someone does treat you badly or a business treats you badly, it's kind of cool to have that platform to like bring awareness to it. But at the same time, I do feel like it gets abused. And there's so many people who are just like trolls waiting to leave a bad review. Like you, you always see it like on Yelp or Google reviews, like someone who leaves a bad review, you'll look at their account and that's like all they've ever done is leave bad reviews. And so it's like their thing, you know? But it's sad. And I feel like it just makes everyone feel like you have to be a people pleaser and be on like the edge of your seat at all times to please everyone and to like bend over backwards because they could leave a bad review. Like we get people who threaten that all the time. And it's the craziest thing to me because as soon as you give them what they want, they like flip a switch and they're like so nice. And so it's just sad that like people can use that as a weapon now, but I guess it's just like the life we live. Um, the next topic with this is just feeling like, you know, people that you really don't, um, it's so easy to follow someone and see a glimpse into their life every day I follow a lot of influencers where they're storying all day long or they vlog. And so you really get to see like a little more of a personal aspect of their life. And I love that because a lot of times those people do show the good and the bad and it's really relatable. But because of that, people sometimes feel like they know who you are, they know your story, and the judgment comes a little easier because of that. And we forget that a lot of times we haven't met these people. We really don't know what they're going through. And at the end of the day, someone could have a big following, a successful career, um, an amazing home, you know, like just like whatever you may think of as like the golden standard, they could have all that and still be struggling with depression or illness or, you know, a hard time in their personal lives. And we just don't know because they're not showing us that. And one mean comment could really set them back if they're already struggling. And that's what's so hard is just that I think everyone feels like they know people that they really don't. And it is kind of a crazy feeling like when you follow people and you spend so much time with them, like especially podcasters, like I'll follow podcasts that I love and you spend like 
hours every week listening to their voices and their stories and their opinions and you feel like you know them and I've met like a few podcasters that I've like really admired and it's like so surreal and it's also a really cool thing like that is kind of a cool thing about social media that it can connect people from all over the world and it can build relationships and build careers for people and we'll kind of get into like the good parts of social media at the end but at the same time it can be bad because people can get you know, very like, oh, well, I, I feel like I know them and I should, you know, judge them because I see everything when we're really not seeing everything, even if it looks like it. Right. Um, another thing is like, I was talking to one of my stylists about this today, Randy. Um, he's been with me for like three years now, I think. And we were talking about it, how, um, like the, the singer Selena who was killed years ago, so sad, was killed by, like the president of her fan club and Versace was killed by like a stalker that was obsessed with him. And that happens a lot in the media where people get obsessed with other people and they hold them to this high standard. And then obviously there's crazy people out there like that who are mentally ill and go to extremes like that because they love or get obsessed with these people and they want to be the one to take their life because of it, or they want to be the one to do something to them to get them to notice them, right? And that happens a lot with celebrities. You've seen it over the years. And I think that's a scary part of social media is like that. And Randy's like, I've seen so many people come and go from your life who, you know, like are just like Jesse fans and they get obsessed with you and they want to be you. And then they turn on you because you you reach a peak where it's like you, you can only be obsessed with someone for so long. And then you have to like kind of like go the opposite direction and it has to be the downfall, kind of like what I talked about. And we were just talking about how that's so sad and how it is kind of true. Not to compare myself to a celebrity. That's not what I'm doing. But like that happens a lot with celebrities. They have these crazy obsessed fans. Like you hear about celebrities' houses getting broken into and things getting stolen or them getting stalked. And I think about that a lot. Like recently, like over the last six months, I told you guys like my perspectives changed a little. It's like I used to post in real time all the time, like what I was doing, where I was at. And I didn't think much of it, but I feel like now I've, especially now that my son's getting older, like sometimes he'll get recognized out. Like my nanny had him at Target and someone was like, is that Jagger? And the girl was so nice. It wasn't like a weird thing at all, but I'm like, oh, I, you know, you have to be a little more careful now with like your kids and where you live. And like Jordan travels a lot and sometimes I'm home alone and I shouldn't really be posting that. So I've kind of like shifted my perspective, especially with safety and like taking those precautions because you never know what could happen. People could find out where you live. They could find out so many things about your personal life and try to do things. I've even thought about that like with my business. Like my business is well-known in Utah and people know our address. Like I wouldn't want someone to come in and try to do something. Like our building has been vandalized before and our fence has been vandalized and it could be a random act or it could be someone who hates me. Like it just happens. Like, so that's the like scary part is just like the safety. I've definitely opened my eyes a little more to that. And it sucks because like a big part of my life is my kids and I want to share that. And I love sharing that because it's like so fun. And I know so many people, especially my audience can relate to it. I feel like I have a lot of not only hairdressers who follow me, but like moms or working moms and, or parents, you know, and I love sharing that. And especially like when we need advice, I love like DMing you guys and getting advice and giving advice and going back and forth. And, um, there's moms I meet at the classes I hold that we just talk about mom life. And I love that. And, so it's hard because that's a big part of my life and I want to keep sharing it. But as my kids get older, I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to like do anything that's going to also compromise their safety. Right. So 
it's such a double-edged sword. I, I hate it. But a big thing for me has just been like not posting in real time. Like if I'm out somewhere doing something, I'll document it and then I'll post it later. And I think that's a good way to go about it if you still want to share your kids and then just trying like obviously not to give out your address or like things like that. Um, but yeah, it's scary. And I was thinking about this when I was watching the Selena Gomez documentary. I feel like Selena Gomez has crazy dedicated fans, which is amazing. Like people love her, but almost to a point where like they've put her on this pedestal that's like affected her mental health. And that's a big thing with social media is I don't think people realize that you can have this following and it's something a lot of people aspire to have. Like how cool would it be if I could have a hundred thousand followers or a million followers and have people care about me that way? Like it's always the goal, but you don't think of the downsides when you get into that. And it is really hard to have people judging you and, you know, expecting certain things from you and watching your every move. And I think that's happened to her where all of her fans have put her on such a pedestal that she feels an immense amount of pressure to, you know, be a certain way or act a certain way. And she does struggle with mental health. And she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which she was like really brave to share. And she has a lot of eyes on her. And I think that can be hard because like we talked about, your downfall can come so quickly these days. So if she makes one wrong move, people could just turn on her. Or people are so dedicated to her that they attack her haters or her enemies because of it. And that's also not good or healthy. So I just think that's like a big thing. And I loved that she did the documentary because it was really brave of her to show like her ugly sides. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, at first, when I started watching it was like, I don't know if I like Selena Gomez. Like she kind of seems hard to be around. She seems really negative. And I was thinking that like a lot of the documentary, but then my opinion started to change a little. Cause I was like, you know, as you see more of her life and what she goes through, it's like, yeah, that would be really hard. Like, I, no one can really understand that pressure unless they're actually in that position. And I think it, at the end of the day, I kind of shifted my mindset. I was like, it was really brave of her to show that because, you know, she didn't, she obviously had a lot of control over this and she didn't have to show her bad moments and she did. And I think it was cool that she humanized herself. So yeah, I thought that was really great. Not a lot of celebrities or influencers would do that. Usually it's very curated. And I thought it was awesome that she showed the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it also just showed that she's human. Like we forget that these celebrities or influencers are human beings with feelings and they can have a chemical disorder. They can have bipolar. They can have anxiety, depression. They make mistakes. And we need to remember that. Like no matter if you have one follower or 11 million followers, that doesn't make you immune to like being a human being, you know, like we all deal with things. And I just thought it was really cool that she opened up her life that way. Okay. Enough of the negative talk. I want to talk a little more about like the good things of social media. Um, it's built my business. It's gotten to me, gotten me to where I'm at today, which is why like this topic is kind of heavy for me because I never want to act like I'm ungrateful for my following. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's built my career. It's built my business, my family's careers. It's insane. And like what it's done for my mom's social media, like just the last six months she's blown up and it's gotten us more recognition and it's awesome. So I am so grateful. Um, it's brought in me so many friendships, so many relationships. Like I've met people who have become ambassadors and educated with us or just students that have come to our class that I've kept in touch with people will bring me gifts all the time, baby gifts. Like 
when I missed Dallas, my team had a poster board made and all the students signed something and wrote me a little message and was just so nice. And that wouldn't happen if it weren't for social media. Like I wouldn't know who these people were and they wouldn't know who I am. So it's really, really cool how it can change your life and how it can grow businesses and people who actually want to have a successful career and like you know, own a brand or a business or create a product, like we can now do that so easily with social media and the free marketing it it brings, you know? So at the end of the day, even though it's really hard, I think it's also such a blessing and such a great thing. Um, And the connections it has brought me in my life has been amazing. And I genuinely enjoy social media. Like, it can be hard, but I genuinely enjoy creating content. I love filming day in the lives and editing them or doing a hair video and explaining what I did on that client and why I did it. I've been doing that for six years now and it's be, I literally started it because I just loved it. I've always been really creative and I love podcasting and videos and photos and just that side of it. So I am really grateful that my job is something that I genuinely enjoy. Like I love creating content and I love connecting with people. So that is such a big blessing to me. And something I've learned is that you just have to create healthy boundaries. Um, Like six months ago, I think I did like a little social media hiatus and I kind of changed my relationship with it where I kind of got off of it for a minute. I think it was like two weeks maybe where I like deleted it from my phone, didn't look at it, didn't have TikTok, didn't have Instagram, which is so unlike me, but I just kind of needed a reset and it was so good for my mental health. I felt like I was more present in the moment with my business, my kids, my husband, myself. Um, but it was weird. Cause like I would find myself reaching for it. Right. And like wanting to scroll. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Or not only that, but like, you kind of forget the things you actually use it for. Like this is dumb, but I like there's an account called Dutch Bros Secrets and they have like different drinks you can order there. And every once in a while, I'll like go look and see a new drink and try it. So like I went to go look and I was like, oh, I don't even have Instagram. I can't do that. Like you just, it's so funny how it becomes like such a daily part of your life or a habit, but it was really nice to like get that off my phone. And then once I decided to get back on, I created a boundary where I had a work phone and I had my social media apps on my work phone only and not on my personal phone. So that way I can do my work. I can, you know, shoot, edit, post, scroll if I want to a little bit just to see what's going on. But then I left that phone at work or I put it in a drawer at my desk at home and not look at it. And then my personal phone was just for my personal life. Like I wasn't seeing notifications all day. I was just getting texts from family and friends or work or whatever, but it wasn't like social media in my face all day. And it was really nice. I felt like that helped my mental health a lot. And I feel like this year I've really been trying to focus on my mental health because I've had some changes in my life and I'm like, I feel like turning 30, like it just kind of like switched for me where I'm like, okay, this is a new chapter in my life. And I really do want to focus on taking care of myself and also being pregnant. My mental health is not great. I feel like I normally struggle with anxiety and depression and being pregnant. I feel like it's literally sucked my personality from me. I feel so dramatic because pregnancy is something like so many people go through, but it does change me. It really does. Like I just don't feel like myself and it's hard to feel that way and still have to show up for your business and be on social media. So I've been trying to focus on myself during this pregnancy in the sense of like 
taking care of myself, reading, going to therapy, um, just doing things that'll help my mental health. And that was one of them. And it helped me so much. And now I have, I've kind of gotten back to a point where social media is on my phone, but I feel like I've created a better boundary with it where I'm not scrolling as much and I'm not buying into the negativity. Like if I get a hate comment, I just kind of brush it off. I either respond with like something funny or I just ignore it. Like that's all you can do. Right. So, or it's just, you get to that point where it's like, that doesn't matter. Like what I'm building matters and what I'm doing. And I've had to remind myself, like no matter how many people leave negative comments or say mean things to me, or maybe believe a version of a story they've heard about me, you have to get to a point with yourself where that doesn't affect you. And I was reading um, a book the other day. I think it was a book and there was like a quote in it that was like, um, like the biggest source of freedom you can have is literally not caring what other people say or think about you. And it's so true because if you tie your opinions to what other people say or think about you, whether they know you or not, you're never going to be free. Like you're always going to be living under that opinion and that can really affect you. So that's something I've tried to focus on this year is knowing that, yes, I will get mean comments. I will get fake stories about me. I will get rumors. I'll, that's just part of my life, unfortunately, being online. And I have to just not let it affect me because at the end of the day, what's really important, what matters is that I've built this business that helps stylists make more money and helps people feel confident and beautiful. And it employs basically all my friends and family, which I'm really grateful for. And I'm helping, you know, change people's lives and careers, especially with the hair school. These students are now coming to school to get licensed through us and learn through us. And that's going to change their lives. And that's what matters, right? None of the negativity from people who don't know me or maybe do know me and just hate me, none of that matters. And I, I hope that everyone that has maybe struggled with this, that's listening can see that because it's a hard place to get to. And I'm not saying it doesn't affect me still. There's still bad moments or bad days, but overall I feel like I'm letting it roll off my back so much easier. And I wish I could have learned that sooner because it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So yeah, I feel like my journey with social media has changed a little bit and especially being pregnant, like my content's changed a little because I can't do hair as much as I was before. And I'm really excited to get back to that. I've just had a lot of like medical issues with this pregnancy and feeling like crap. And also I've had a lot going on. It's like hard to like do hair consistently while also opening a school and traveling and being pregnant, being a mom, all that. But um, I'm excited to get back to that. That's one of my biggest goals when I come back is to push the hair content again and do what I love and, you know, focus on that. So I know it'll come back, but I struggle with that guilt. I'm like, I'm not doing enough, whatever, but having those boundaries with social media has helped me through that. So, um, yeah, that was this episode. I hope it wasn't like all negative for you guys. <laughs> and maybe some of you agree with me. Maybe you don't. Um, I always love seeing you guys like tagging if you're listening to the podcast or messaging me if something in the podcast stood out to you. So if you liked this episode or another episode, please feel free to reach out to me. I love seeing it and connecting with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this one and I will catch you next week. I'm just Jesse. See you next Friday. Thanks for listening to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, lifestyle, pop culture, and more. Don't forget to rate and review this episode. 